about this. You've never been at this exact moment in this exact place as this exact version of yourself before. Whoa. I'm Bron Carley. And I'm Cindy Harville. We believe that when we approach the journey of life with curiosity, joy, and a desire to grow, we can have a powerfully positive impact on the world around us. Join us for conversations and explorations that will change your perspective, shift your mindset, and inspire you to get out there and spread the good stuff. Spread that good stuff. Hey everyone, today we are speaking with Emmy. She is a lead influencer for positive body image and self-esteem, and I'll tell you more about her in just a minute, but real quick, this awesome episode is brought to you by the Good Stuff Network. Spreading the good stuff is simply about using your skills and knowledge to make a positive impact in the world around you. And when you know how to attract the good stuff to you, it's much easier to spread it outward. Join Bronker and I live for our free virtual workshop on how to be a magnet for good stuff. Visit go.spreadthegoodstuff.com to learn more. And now we're going to jump in. Known for over two decades as the award-winning and groundbreaking American supermodel Emmy was twice selected as one of People Magazine's 50 Most Beautiful People and named by Oprah Magazine as the godmother of the full-figured industry. Today, she is a trusted voice in the beauty, wellness, fashion, and news industries and recognized globally as a lead influencer for positive body image, and self-esteem. Her latest mission is the launch of the True Beauty Foundation, which provides global programs that cultivate and promote positive body image, self-esteem, and general mental health awareness for girls, boys, women, and men. We are so excited to have you, Emmy, on our podcast today. Yay, Yay. Emmy! You guys, Cindy and Bronk are both together. This is just a treat. It's really beautiful. I'm so happy to share time with you guys. We're really excited to share time with you too, sister. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I want to jump in because you know my vibe. I'm all about energy. I'm all about joy. What, Emmy, what makes you feel alive? When do you feel alive? It's a great question. What a wonderful way to start this. Um, I feel alive uh, when I'm outside when I'm hiking, when I'm biking, when I see the most natural, most simple beauty, um, I get so excited. I, I am a tree hugger. My The bow that I have has learned that he's got to stop when there's a really good tree because I so appreciate just the magnificence of it. I also feel really darn joyful when I see a lot of people doing well. They've reached their their goals. They put out something that they wanted to do. They didn't give up, even though a little test here and there came along. And then all of a sudden with a good work, not slaving away here, you know, not like self-flagellation and saying, oh, I got to work hard, you know, 20 hours a day. But when they just consecutively show up for themselves and for their dreams, that is a joyous moment. And I love celebrating. I mean, I encourage people to celebrate their friends when their friends do well, because all good things rise boats. Everything, you know, you can't think that because they're doing well, that it takes away from you. That is old thinking. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. The trees and people. I like my that. daughter, you know, when my daughter does well, she's healthy, you know, of course, when our children are, are moving along and singing a song and, and going for their dreams, there's nothing like that joy. You, you just, are, you know, it makes me so happy. And I know you guys feel the same way about your, your two boys. 
Yeah, certainly. We uh, we are influenced by the moods <laughs> of our of our tiny humans. <laughs> They're so cute. Yeah, yeah. They're keeping you young. They're definitely keeping you they young. Are. But um, joy is is a is a really. I think it's underrated. I I think we can get joy every single day. When I wake up, I do a body check, and I actually this is a very funny thing to share, but I'm going to. Uh, I, I was watching a show and it was showing um, Outlander, and it was a pre a very very uh, it was a segment about disease spreading in the in the village, and she, she had a rudimentary microscope and she was showing the amoeba and and how it was growing in the cells. And this morning when I woke up, I even went to the cellular level and said, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to bring my soul into this day and to experience yet another day, 58 years you've given me. And I appreciate you working well and taking me out on my hike yesterday. And yes, I feel my body, even though I took an Epsom salt bath yesterday, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The joy of just being here is quite awesome when you really break it down. And then that gratitude that you feel with that work, that is really broadcast and projected out into everything you do. When you start your day like that with the body scan and the appreciation on a cellular level, it's like, wow. I mean, that, and, and, and that's the work that both you and we are into is that, you know, just, I, I think obviously gratitude is a powerful practice. How we're starting our days are, uh, is really important as well. Um, and then just that discovery of going deeper. I mean, how cool is that? What is it? What is your morning? What does that, what does that look like? Your kind of morning routine and that body scan? Uh, what does that look like for you? That's a wonderful question. Um, I have put into practice where I, I do not touch terra firma until I do a, an appreciation, uh, you know, feeling my arms, my head. Thank you for the ideas and the thoughts that are, you know, generous and kind. And, and, uh, and it's not being Pollyanna about it. It's just putting the intention into the day that when I use my voice, when I have my thoughts, that it's for solutions and not standing in the problem. It's just solution based and doing the body scan is first thing. Then um, I make my bed, I push back up and I sit and I do um, a variety of different uh, uh, meditations. Sometimes it's just getting yourself into the present moment when there's so many different things. In my life right now, thank God, knock on wood, there's many uh, different uh, airlines to the same destination. Let's just put it that way. Um, and I know I have the capacity. I know I have the support to do all these different things with the the same focus of feeling good in the skin you're in. So whether it's a clothing line, I love doing fashion shows. I love getting out on the road and encouraging women to feel good in their skin when when you know I'm promoting a fashion line. When I go on TV and I'm promoting um, a series that I'm on, usually what I'm on has to do with empowerment. So that's always lovely. Um, and then whether starting a foundation, whatever it is, all these different things are happening today. I just sit in my meditation though, and I get really, really centered and calm right in that present moment and offer thanks and inspiration of what I couldn't really think about that 
I'm always trying to keep myself from being scattered and being organized and calm midst a storm. So my meditation practice helps so much. If I don't meditate in the morning and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to run and someone calls me too early or something like that, I feel like I have a leg missing for the rest of the Mm -hmm. day. So when I calm it all down, all of a sudden, those big, big jobs that I have to do, writing something, organizing, setting up a web, whatever it might be, become so much easier because I'm not doing it alone. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm having a lot of help with, okay, go take a break, come back, sit down. Where's the joy? Are you liking what you do? And if for a while there, I was doing a lot of things for a lot of other people, lending my face, lending my, my, um, the work that I've done for 30 years. And I was running around a bit. Now it seems like what I am working on is serving a purpose, my purpose of why I'm here. Mm, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you mentioned the storm. It sounds like you're really creating that eye of the storm moment there. Um, that stillness, that silence to really tune in. And then that, that inner tuning that you've achieved then that music is broadcast into everything you do and becomes that omnipresent undercurrent in no matter what the extension is, life, business, parenting, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's a permeable membrane ever so slightly. You can go between the two or three or four different areas, but not being out of sync with my, the way I feel personally, and then having that be reflected in my professional life. Now I'm, I'm, you know, nothing is ever perfect and nor, you know, it's impossible to hit perfect. Um, but it's hard to walk away from a beautiful beauty campaign if it's not clean. And because I've had cancer, you know, I don't want to promote a a beauty line that cosmetics, um, if it's not clean, because I think everything that we consume mentally, obviously through so, you know, social media, as well as physically consume the air, the water, the food, um, the products that we use, personal care products, all that stuff adds up to our health. And I want to be on this earth as long as I can, as, as active as I can. And having gone through, um, a challenge with my health, uh, many years ago, now I'm completely clean and clear and all that kind of good stuff. Knock on wood, got good stuff. Ah. Um, I, I take it very seriously, this, this journey, this time, because it is ever so fleeting. It goes back when you see your boys, today. And then you blink, they're going to be teenagers and what's up mom? with their voices all low and they're having girlfriends. It happens so quickly. We don't feel that in the present moment because it's all happening. But when you look back, it's like, wow, it goes fast. So I just want, I want to have a lot of fun. I want to have a lot of joy. And that's really the, that's, I want to sleep well at night too. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. So have a lot of fun, have a lot of joy, sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it's really this clean living is what I'm hearing. And, and, um, you know, it's really interesting to hear you talk about this because, you know, since you nodded at parenting here, you know, I think about that oftentimes when I'm connecting with, with our boys, it's like, you know, 
what really matters is that the undercurrent, it's that clean energy there. And all of these other things that we have, a, a toy or a, a tool, whatever it is, they're just things that can facilitate the opportunity to have that clean connection, that, that joy and that fun and that type of thing. Um, so it really makes me, makes me, we're, we're, we're kindred spirits in this for sure. Mm. It, it's, it's, it's trying to, to live well and well means so many different things for other people, for everybody. And it should. Um, and, uh, sometimes, you know, there'll be times it, this has just happened this weekend. I didn't feel like having alcohol and I love alcohol. I love tequila. I like gluten-free beer and all that, but I just didn't feel like it. And I listened to it instead of being um, peer pressure, you know, Oh, come on, have a drink. And I go, no, I'll have seltzer and lime. And I said it in such a way that it wasn't, no, I'll have seltzer and lime. I said it in such a way because it was something it was deeper, just saying, Nope, I'd really like to have this. Now, believe me, there are times that I'll, you know, enjoy having a good couple of drinks and enjoying and having a great time, but I'm listening more to little nuancey things that I had a lot of work to do and I didn't want to wake up feeling a little foggy or anything. And I'm loving that I didn't feel like I was lacking. I was gaining by listening to a little, and it's never allowed, hey, you should definitely be doing X, Y, Z, turn here. It's that tiny little whisper of a notion that maybe a higher self or something something different, just kind of giving you a little insight to maybe do things a little differently. And that has been um, an interesting journey to say the least, not to call a client that you've been um, communicating with about a big idea. And then all of us, not calling one, but getting a catalog and looking at it, go, oh, this is a sign for me to call. And when I went to call, something was saying, no, don't do that right now. And then the next morning I got a full on communication from them wanting to talk. And I thought, how interesting is that? So there is something to it. Um, and I, this is new for me. I am really, and I think the meditation is a big part of that. I think being active every day, as much as, you know, I, I, at least six days, five, at least five days a week, I'll be out on the trails enjoying. And I go out in the rain too. Um, if I really need to walk, but those little things being body gratitude, eating really well and not fooling yourself with food, but fueling yourself with food, not dieting, not weighing all the time, not not falling into conventional norms of what is right and wrong, but for forging my own path as to what's yeah. good for me and my family. So there's a few things that I'm hearing here that are really powerful. Just to reflect back, I'm hearing one, there's a stillness and an eye of the storm uh, practice that you have that we call meditation. And uh, that's what you're doing to connect with that cellular level to really connect with your, your morning practice. Then I'm hearing an output that you're doing where you're getting out in nature, communing with nature as well, but you're putting out an energy as well. And then you're, you're really doing those. That's really like two big practices. And then there's another input that you're talking about, which is this nutritional input. 
and having this awareness of, um, you know, this kind of cleanliness, this clean, clean eating and clean consuming of really clean consumption all around of, you know, what you're putting on your body, what you're putting in your body or what you're putting in your mind as well. Yeah. Right now, as we speak, I have, uh, uh, Brussels sprouts, uh, multicolored, um, carrots and cut up like, um, like slices of meat cauliflower. That's all different seasonings and everything is roasting right now. So that when I, and I intermittent fast different times during the year. Um, and I can, I am looking so forward to breaking my own bread during the work week. And I have this available to me. So I like to take care of myself and not say, why aren't you doing this for me? And why aren't you, you know, the fingers got to come back to me first. And, you know, I'm teaching my 20 year old daughter. I, I, I said, you know, if you can put the mask on for yourself when you're on, you know, the analogy of putting the mask on the air mask on the plane for yourself first, give yourself what you need, give yourself a bath, give yourself a massage, go get, you know, go take care of yourself. You're going to have a much larger capacity to be able to give in a real genuine way to anyone that deserves your, your time and, and your energy. Um, it's, and I'm looking at, you guys have young kids, so you you probably take turns to go and do the self care because you have to. You you can't mm-hmm. just keep on giving, 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 giving without filling the bucket, filling the vessel, because you're going to be at the end of the day. Oh dear God in heaven, I can't do anything. So it's uh, it's important. I've learned. I've also you know if I have lots of chocolate, uh, if it's high sugar, if it's not dark or whatever, I have the worst headache. You know, so listening to how your body reacts to what you put into it when you don't have enough water, my goodness, I'll go through a day and I'm, I'm a big, I'm a, my birth sign is cancer. I love water. There are days that I'm so busy that I go, I didn't put myself first. I didn't have my waters next to me. And I yeah. feel it. It's like, you feel like the, the, the gears get all sticky and you're like, yeah. and you're just dragging by the end of the day, drink water. A lot of it, you could keep on going like the energizer bunny. Well, and Cindy makes fun of me because in our master your morning, uh, PDF and checklist, she's like, you have drink a glass of water in there. I don't need to have a reminder to drink a glass of water. And I'm like, huh. I was like, well, aren't you special? Cause the rest of us need that. I was like, before we consume anything else. It's like, we need to, I mean, we haven't had water in, you know, fill in the blank of how many hours you slept last night, you know, eight hours. It's like, okay. So your body is, is jonesing for that. You need to nourish your body. So I would have a cup of coffee at the beginning of the day. Like I come downstairs after meditation, I have a cup of coffee, black coffee, and I'd be jumping in my day. I started to realize that those cranking gears, that thing that I needed from the coffee was counterproductive to the inner workings of my body. And I was like, wait a minute, before I even leave the bedroom the night before, I need to have this nice, large, you know, um, cup of water available for me for the next day so that when I get up, I drink the whole thing. And there is like a light that goes on, like, whoa, everything's like, woohoo, let's go. Let's get this going. Then I can have my coffee. And one cup. And I used to have a venti and a little bit more and that wasn't good. So I, instead of saying, Oh, bummer drag, I can't believe that I can't like, and 
have as much as I want. Well, the body, everybody is different. If your girlfriend can do it, that's great. If that does not work for you, listen, and then you'll get the best output. It's a machine. We're a machine, you know. I love what you're saying too, about like how it's a process of learning to trust your own intuition about yourself, like, you know, truly listening to your own body or, you know, if you need that extra glass of water or if you need that extra time or you need whatever, or if you need to be eating the Brussels sprouts or, you know, whatever, like being able to listen to yourself and understand the repercussions of your choices. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It is. And also the other fallacy, I think that we're, we're given a a certain bill of goods that you deserve that extra serving of another, another burger. I love burgers, by the way. So I, I like having a burger on occasion, but have more of this, have more of that. You deserve it. Well, wait a minute. I deserve to feel good first and foremost. And when I can, like you just said, Cindy, trust what my body is telling me, it might be looking and feeling different than everyone around you, but you know how good you roll when you do listen. And, you know, and when you do have that cookie or that Reese's peanut butter cup, enjoy every single yummy, delicious morsel so that you're not looking for the next one immediately and immediately, immediately. I tell people this, if you're going to have a Sunday and you haven't had one a long time, don't say, oh, I'm being bad. Jeez, Louise, have it. Enjoy it slowly. Let it, let it just, as well as when you bite into an apple, take the time to have that succulent apple and pear and treat it with honor, you know, all this stuff with bad and good foods. It's, it's like, you know, I just almost want to clean the slate on that and uh, teach our kids, you know, through our example, how we have vim and vigor when we break bread around a table and, and not make food into this vehicle for value. Obviously there's higher value with fresher foods. And, you know, I think there's a whole distorted idea about how we approach nourishing ourselves that could use a little bit of improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Good. I I love the conversation of this. I love the way the approach that you're taking to changing how we, I mean, this is how we grew up. I mean, I'm speaking for me and probably you too, of this idea that foods are good or bad or the way that, and the other thing that I wanted to bring up was, you know, you talk a lot about um, positive body image. And I was just thinking about how I could have used that conversation too, as a, as a teen growing up. I mean, you know, certainly I don't, me too. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, is there a specific, you know, moment that you knew that you wanted to be sharing that with people like that shift and how they look at themselves? So I fell into the modeling industry, um, uh, after I was a journalist. Uh, I was working for an NBC affiliate in Arizona. Um, I, I went to Newhouse School. I was uh, involved in taking many classes there at Syracuse. And my I was going to be an on-air journalist. And um, I realized that being on-air, you had to move around all different places. And, and I just didn't want to be that disjointed in my life. And so I moved back to New York. And interestingly enough, as a marketing director, I saw this ad 
uh, for a full-figured industry uh, agency. So I said, oh, I'm tall. And people have said, you should get into modeling. And I never wanted to lose weight. I was like, there's no way I would have to lose. I'm an Amazon. I was you know, invited to Olympic trials for rowing and all that. And I just was like, there's no way I'm going to change the way I am. And so when I saw that they were looking for models 12, 14, and 16, I was a size 12, 14 at the time, 5, 10 and a half. And I went in. When I started really working a lot in the industry, my curiosity as a journalist was piqued. And I realized that there was not an issue based on size. There was an issue based on gender within how women were seeing themselves and valuing their bodies because the top models that were on all the magazines, not all of them, but the women that I was working with at the time, they would say the photographer would come in and slam down the magazines and say, awesome job. We just want to say, this is great. She had three different covers and we were all, you know, in the back changing. And I said, congratulations. That's great. And she didn't seem very, very happy. And she was making more money than the rest of us. There was a pay disparity within the industry as well at the time. And she goes, that's not my nose. Those are not my eyebrows. And they changed my chin. And I, and I was like, Oh, interesting. So the whole thing with photoshopping and then when I started going out and speaking and talking with women, I realized that there was not an honoring of diversity in the body shapes that we had. And I started working with the National Eating Disorders Association, NIDA, um, because I had my own issues when I was working and making great money after a while. I was like, why am I over? Why am I putting myself into this high drive, like I'm not doing enough and then killing myself with my own body image. And I realized that there was some really interesting lack of information. And there was a, an industry that was making billions and billions of dollars by making ourselves feel that if we didn't eat this particular product or these, or, or embrace these sites, types of concepts that we were not good enough just as we were that second right then. I don't care if they, you were larger or if you're way, way thin, all of us had something that was going on and wrong that we needed them. And I said, that did not make any sense. And so I started really using my voice with the research that I unearthed and it started causing a bit of a, a stir. And I, I just, couldn't stop talking about it because it didn't seem right that while we were living, we were always in this conflict between our minds and not living from the neck down. And I was like, well, there's too much fun and great stuff going on. And well, okay, there are no clothes. I didn't, we didn't really have beautiful clothes back then. Today is a very different story, and there's many, many more communicators about these concepts and ideas, and businesses are slowly here. We're to 2022. We still have so much room for improvement, but I do believe the younger generations coming in are saying, well, why aren't there clothes? And we are great, and just as we are, and they're completely pushing away that, that big corporate diet-related industry uh, push to say that you aren't good enough unless you use this product or you lose weight, gain weight, whatever it might be. I think there's a new energy coming in through the reaction of growing up in families that people would say when they would have dessert 
I'm being bad. Or the father would say something about the mother. The mother would say something about the father. The kids were being bullied in school. So all of this is bearing some interesting fruit today that I think is um, very healthy. Yeah. 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 I feel like I have seen a shift that's like noticeable in the way that I'm seeing things advertised, which is really refreshing. I've, you know, <laughs> it's so nice to see diversified bodies and hues of color of skin, as well as in body shapes, uh, to reflect different lines of clothing so that you can actually understand how something could actually look on you. So, um, there's a, there's, there's pros and cons in many ways, but I think we're moving in a better, a better direction. I'm curious to know for the listeners out here, uh, you talk a lot about trust and trusting, in, you know, inward. What would you recommend people do if they're if they're resonating with this, with what you're saying? How can they how can they deepen their level of trust with themselves? Mm. What a wonderful, wonderful question, Bronker. Well, try not to do it all on your own, and you can download an app to help you with meditation if you. Have never have not done this. Um, I used to think it was ridiculous to meditate before I got cancer. I was like, those are that's for people who have a lot of luxury time. They're not busy. I had all these myths and beliefs about meditation. And my goodness, maybe getting cancer got me to sit my butt down and chill out and do it. And it really made a huge difference. So I started using um, an app called the Insight Timer. There's all these different ones, Calm and um, Bronker, you have meditations as well. Um, and just to start, don't be perfect with this. And you could start very little, do 10 minutes a day. Uh, and then you're going to find that your body feels so good when you go into um, a little bit deeper length of time. And then on the weekends, I find that I, I think, oh, where do I have an hour where I can just, just really let go and, and do, you know, be there, be there for myself. Um, and I think exercise and it's, I, we have to see ourselves as physical bodies. If our bodies don't get a chance to move regularly, just like if we had a dog and, you know, we would never keep it inside for two weeks. Never. Yeah. It would be inhumane. So if we could just take all that pressure off of ourselves to, to be who we really are and to slow it down, you're not going to miss anything. In fact, if you can get to bed at a good, decent time, get your sleep, drink your water, eat good food, break bread with people that you love. If, you know, if you're single, um, invite people over, do whatever you can. It will help deepen your practice to yourself. And you, you can't wait for someone to do it for you. It's, yeah. I think there's a bit of that, that. Yeah. I call that the, somebody else is going to do it for us syndrome. Yeah. And that's, that's used in a lot of avenues. It could be, health and wellness. It could be, you know, 
you know, building your business. It could be making it as an artist, whatever the thing is. It's yeah. like the, so this is going to do it for me syndrome. It's like, eh, actually, how about we take a little bit of ownership and start off with what you're offering here, Emmy, which is, uh, uh, you know, meditation practice, this mindfulness and awareness. And certainly, as you mentioned, some of these fantastic apps, as well as using music in general, oh. uh, as a space holder, that's one thing that, you know, I know you and I have dialogued a lot about this, about, you know, toning and using our voice to, you know, really, you know, create a resonation in, inside of ourselves, but using music. And that's one thing that, that we're passionate about is, is consciously engineering specific types of music that will help be that space holder to do whatever practice you need, whether it's going and exercising, like you're saying, or stretching or walking or sitting and being still trying to get to sleep and toning. You know, we, we did discuss this and my daughter had a hard time settling at night when she would go to bed and I would lay with her and our, she would be this is when she was very little, I would have her laying on my chest and we would do tone. And that's just a hum, a hum at the same tone. And she would then match it. And we'd just enjoy how the the waves, you could feel the waves, you could hear the waves of the tonal waves. And then she would just drift to sleep. So during work, when there's a lot going on and I need to have crystal clear focus, I have a playlist of these crystal bowls that resonate and vibrate at different, uh, uh, tonal levels. And it helps me, or I put jazz on really easy jazz and I have to have music in my life. Absolutely. And there's time also to, to not have anything and to be really silent. Um, and I think we have to create in this very, very busy day and age. Uh, when I work with my, my VIP clients for coaching, where is your space? Where have you created your time for you, your silent space? Very few people are able to, to realize that they need this. I think we find that we want to try and block out all of our thinking and be on social media all the time, always be around a lot of colophony going on. Um, but we actually, if we could strip all that away and go out into nature, just listen to the birds, my gosh, or just hear the the rush of, of a stream, sit there, absorb it, allow it to wash over you. Well, physically, if it's hot outside, but allow the feeling to wash over you. Um, will give you more than what you could ever, ever truly understand. There's so much going on with just the peace. And when you settle, that's when you get those beautiful moments of inspiration, a little nod, take a right, take a left, do this, try that. Um, and you never know, you, you got to give it a try. You got to create your peace. It's not going to be handed to you. And I think maybe that's one of the biggest lessons of life is how can you have a full and happy and robust purpose-driven life without feeling stressed? Yeah. And so for the, for the listeners out there, um, you know, some of us have access, easy access points to nature. Um, you know, for us, we're lucky. We have a, a, a piece of land where we have trees and birds and things like that. And we can walk to, you know, a, a large forest and hike around. Yeah. Uh, so for the people who do have that easy access point, this could be a reminder for all of you that, 
you know, to get out there today, you know, and, and bake that into your, your recipe of life, that important ingredient. And for the people who don't have easy access to nature, what, what could we recommend that they do? What could we invite them to do to, uh, to, to, to get, get this kind of inner peace, inner trust, this rejuvenation? So if uh, on the weekends, on the days off to figure out where those spots would be so that you can go and visit them, make it a trip, make it a journey, get out. Um, if you can find a local park, um, you know, if you can just uh, if you live in a metropolitan area, I'm thinking of New York City, um, we have Central Park. Um, but also the accountability piece to this is, is important. So if you have walking buddies, if you have a different, I have different walking buddies for different days of the, the week. Um, and I also have different walking buddies with different levels of fitness, uh, that, and, and so there'll be different things going on. Um, but, and then also with work, having an accountability, accountability buddy, um, there you go. yes, having somebody that you, uh, align with and that you can trust with your vision. Um, it's really important to have weekly check-ins and stay accountable to what's in your heart. To, to, to not get sidetracked and to not be pulled into someone else's direction. Um, I think that, that having accountability partners for both the physical aspects of getting out and walking, whether it's on the streets and, or whether it's making the plan to get out on a vacation or a day off and just really get yourself to a place where there's nature. Um, also in the meditation CDs, you can get birds chirping, you could get water rushing. Um, maybe there's a couple of things in there that could possibly help give you that nature fix, but got to get yeah. out. You got to get outside and, you know, so we can we can we can have the synthetic version of it, you know, via you know our our devices to have in the house, um, which is a great offering. And also another thing that we have is we have a lot of um, water fountains in in our house that creates that real water flowing sound, mm. um, and also a lot of images of trees and nature all around and in our house, you know, photos and things like that. But also. Uh, getting out is the real deal, you know, getting out there and, and breathing the air and touching the tree and feeling your, you know, your feet on terra firma. Um, and then also what I really like that you offered here is a reminder for listeners to get an accountability buddy, right? Get, get somebody that you can be accountable to that you can, um, that you can get out in nature with exercise with walk with to have that accountability there, because we, you know, it takes a village for fill in the blank, just about anything, you know, uh, just for, <laughs> for mental, mental and physical self-care and well-being, it takes a village, you know, it's, it's, if you do it all the time by yourself, why, you know, and sometimes coming together with another person uh, and just saying, hey, would you like to go walking? I, I motivated a, um, I did a this online keynote stuff is interesting. It's so much better when you're in person, but you'll take what you can take. And I was talking to a healthcare group in South care in uh, the South. And there was a, they've been dealing with COVID at the high hilt. It was in 2020. It was just really, they just said, please, it's international women's day, please motivate us. And I said, okay. So I just simply said, 
everyone bring your sneakers to work. And it's your job to ask the cubby person next to you or behind you or in front of you to be your, your walking buddy, get one or two people to do it and go out, eat a little something before you go or after, give yourself enough time to nourish yourself, but get yourself out. And the organizer who hired me said, wow, we have everybody walking. This is just great. What a wonderful idea. So you can do this at your work. You could start a walking program at lunch so that you just kind of go, how many, how many steps did you get in today? Well, you know, have a little competition. It's fun. It's actually fun. And you're, and I always say your body's going to thank you because then you're going to be sitting down or standing up at your desk and you're going to feel your muscles. You're actually going to feel a little, a little soreness and you go, I put some good work in today. Right. That's the good stuff right there. Yes. So as we wrap up here, we got just a couple more questions for you. Um, I really want to know kind of why you do what you do. In other words, like what's the legacy that you want to live, leave behind here? What is, what is this, what is this thing that, you know, what is, what is really propelling you here? What do you want to leave uh, behind here? Mm. Again, another wonderful question. So I formed the True Beauty Foundation because for almost 30 years, I had done a lot of the pro bono work outside of my life as a celebrity, outside of the other businesses that I had professionally, because it fed me. It helped heal a part of my growing up that I was told that my body was going to deceive me. It was going to do things that were going to put me in a disadvantage And this was from somebody, my stepfather, who really had a hard relationship with his body for a lot of reasons that I learned and I understand now. So a lot of forgiveness has taken place. However, with growing up in an environment, I felt that because I had to fight so much to feel good in my own skin, and I continue to not fight, but I celebrate being in my skin today, I realized through my sharing my story through People Magazine's 50 Most Beautiful in 94 and in 99, my story was one of millions and millions, not only in the United States, but around the world, wherever I went, women and men and, you know, different people would come up to me and say, I, this happened to me, this, da, 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 this is how I feel. So it was a heart speaking a heart. So I thought, well, well, you know, I want this work to continue. I want to have fashion design schools uh, design teaching young designers how to design for women and men and people who are um, adaptive clothing as well. Just to think bigger, to have a larger idea of like how to positively impact the day to day lives of people. And when you are not in connection with 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 this body that's made up of all these cells that encases our soul, allowing our soul to be on this earth, having relationships, eating food, seeing beautiful things. When we're not in a friendship, if not even a best friendship with this beautiful body, and we're only in conflict, 
I just think it's so much better when you're in love with the body that you have, because then you work together in this world. So that's what I want to have live on and making it official. Uh, I, I was always pushing it back going, oh, it's just too much work. No, it's actually some beautiful things. Once you go there and you go into a direction of saying for the right reasons, I think it all aligned. People are coming out of left and right saying, this is great. We would love to work with you. We have some ideas. We have this. So I'm just so, I'm like blown away and so grateful that this legacy project is not just going to be me sitting back going, oh, I, that's great. It's actually a project of we. There's some really beautiful things that are going to come about with this. And, and um, even though I've never led a foundation before, I know it's going to be okay. I am going to have, I have the most incredible support uh, coming in and, um, and hopefully for years and years and years and years and years to come. It's amazing. And most likely you've asked for that support, which is a good reminder to everybody. Yes. Again, even if it's simple, like the accountability buddy to go walking with or get out for a hike, you know, it's like, boom, we got to ask for it. We're only going to get the answers to the questions that we ask of life. Don't so. be afraid <laughs> to ask and go high, go yeah. to the top, you know, go to the top and, and, and do ask really be prepared, do your homework you know, don't waste anybody's time. And most of all, be grateful and thankful. Get those thank you cards going. It's old school. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fill them up, spread that good stuff, man. You know? So how do people, how do people get in touch with you? How do they, how do they get in touch with you? Stay in touch with you? Sure. What's shaking? So the way to get a hold of me is uh, I'm on Instagram and that's the official Emmy and E-M-M-E is the way you spell my name, the official Emmy, and you can DM me there. That's usually what you can do. Um, also, uh, True Beauty Found is the foundation's uh, social handle, and you can um, just jump in there anytime. The website is being worked on, and by the time this airs, hopefully we'll have the website up and running. Um, once again, not for perfection, just start everything cannot be all perfect. You just start and begin and it will all evolve. Yep. That's it. That's it. What's well, been great chatting with you today, Emmy. I love hearing everything that you're saying. I can't wait for, well, our audience will be listening right now and they're going to be loving it too. <laughs> Cindy, it's so lovely what you and Bronker have, have developed with spread the good stuff. I've been really enjoying the, the, programs that I've been, been involved in. And, uh, Bronker, you're the best accountability buddy. Oh, thanks. We have fun. fun. I love that you're bouncing all over the place and doing all these things. And it's, it's really, it's been very helpful to me. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for shining your light brightly. The world needs you and you're just a beautiful presence in it. And we really appreciate you for all that you do. And thank you for being our guest today. (laughs) So happy. So, so happy. Be well, everybody. And keep spreading the good stuff. Thanks for listening to Spread the Good Stuff podcast. If you like what you're hearing, then join our community at spreadthegoodstuff.com forward slash community. In addition to this podcast, the Good Stuff Network puts on group programs, live events, and retreats, all infused with music, meditations, laughter, and real authentic connections with amazing human beings. 
If you got some value today, do us a favor and spread the good stuff by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Spread that good stuff.